0: Hi, and welcome to Cause Pods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here at Cause Pods, we have one simple mission, to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes. Whether it's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who's just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, state, country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guests' favorite cause, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causepods.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. Excited to be back here on Cause Pods today, and we are talking to a buddy of mine, Rhys Matthews, across the pond in the UK, and we are talking about his new show, Queer Margins, which is aiming to give marginalized voices in the LGBTQ plus community, a platform for getting their issues and their concerns out there into the world. Reese, it is a pleasure to talk to you here. Thanks for joining me on Call Spots today. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. So I got to say, first things first, I think this is a great name for a show. <laughs> but before we really dive into the show itself, take me back. Like, Why is this such an important cause for you? What was the impetus for you wanting to get this project off the ground
1: so this came from actually listening to another podcast called s Ten, which i presume you heard of
0: oh sure yeah
1: so in that series for a short period the guy presented it focuses on the main character or sorry the main person in that podcast and this kind of like hinted out or suggested for a while that he might be gay and yeah they, they kind of discuss it a little bit and he I just found it really interesting about a man who was a bit older living in this small town in America who was gay and just must have had such a closeted experience and such a closeted life. And then I started thinking about how that would apply to Britain. And that kind of got me onto thinking about people living different experiences to mine, especially as a gay man. And then I started thinking about people from just different backgrounds, different walks of life different ages, who are LGBTQ and might not be from such a privileged background as I am. And I don't mean in terms of working class or middle class or anything like that. I just mean because I think being in Britain or certain parts of America now, we are privileged. Queer people are quite privileged, particularly if they're gay men, because life is much better now than it was 20, 30 years ago. And that's kind of where this idea for the first series came from, which was talking to older queer people, about their experiences, both from living in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and also living as an older queer person today, which must be not only like confusing, and I imagine that they would feel like they were out of touch, but I mean, a lot of them still feel very much part of the community, which is great to hear.
0: I have to imagine, even with all the strides and all the advancements that have been made, I mean, it still has to be difficult for so many who are out or who are afraid to come out just because there is still so much unnecessary prejudice there?
1: 100%. And like I said, I feel like I'm in a privileged position being a white gay man living in Britain. Even last week in Britain, we saw an organization who have now set up called something like the LGB Alliance, where they've moved away from supporting trans people. And that's within queer communities that they feel like they can't support or they can't be tied to trans people. You know, there's transphobia within LGBTQ communities and that speaks volumes about where we are today, I think. So there's, we've taken a lot of strides forward, but I think there's a long way to go.
0: Yeah. It sounds like there, there still is a ton of room to go. So obviously this issue is close to you and, and, you can relate to it so why did you decide that with all of the struggles that are out there all these folks who don't have the voices like why did you think of anything that the podcast was the right format to go with in order to share these stories and give folks a platform
1: because when i started i think i just knew that i wanted to do it and i wanted to do it relatively quickly and i wanted to do it by myself or at least i didn't want to have to wait for other people to Get involved in it, or to have people dragging their feet—that kind of thing. So I knew that. What's, how can I reach out to these people, get them to talk to me, and not have to wait for even someone else to publish it? Like if I was going to write these interviews, I'd have to wait for a magazine or someone to have to publish it, or I could publish it on a blog of my own. But I think what that would be missing is hearing the voices of those people. So many people that I've spoken to who have—they speak about certain episodes and they talk about the way that, for example, one of the people I interviewed, Janet, the way she laughs and the way she tells her stories and she's laughing as she tells them. And like sometimes people are talking about quite sad or just events that have affected them quite a lot. And I think without hearing them talking about it, you'd think that even if you wrote down they laughed as they told this story, you wouldn't be able to understand exactly where they were coming from. And I think... Just be able to hear those voices and hear those stories, it just taps into something and you just get, it's such a shorthand to be able to understand those people and their background straight away.
0: It's so interesting you bring up the idea of laughter, right? Like you can, like you said, you can have a a script and you can insert person laughs or whatever, but you're right. Everybody not only laughs differently, but everybody has different laughs. And so- without hearing it, you might not also quite grasp the full context of that laugh, right? Is it a knee slapping, oh, that's hilarious laugh? Or is it a, oh, that's amusing. Like, even a laughter can tell so much of a story. And I think that's so fascinating that that's one of the reasons why you thought audio was the best medium for getting this out there. Yeah.
1: And like, a lot of the times people, like I said, people are telling their stories. And I think even if you wrote down they were laughing, you'd be like, oh, that's such a shame that they have to fight through this pain with laughter. But it's like, no, they've lived like this happened like 30 years ago. They've lived with this, they find it hilarious. And like, you know, some people are telling, like, even the way if someone's talking about somebody, you can tell that they're being, whether they're being cruel or whether they're being, they could be saying something that might read as cruel, but actually it's just like, no, they're just being honest and they find it a bit funny. And like, I think so much is lost. And I think audio really captures that.
0: So the other thing that I found interesting is that you're talking about this first series you're referring to as the old queens that are listening. And podcasting traditionally has not really penetrated the older generation. Have you found that disconnect between this emerging technology platform and what is traditionally a generation that doesn't embrace technology as easily? Was that a struggle in terms of Getting people to want to come on, like, what's a podcast? What am I be doing? Where is this gonna go? Like, and and even getting people to want to listen to it because it's just not the conventional way that they consume content.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, a lot of the times I reached out through Facebook to be able to contact like these people that I wanted to interview, and a lot of the time when I first started, I would say I'm doing this podcast. I'd really like to talk to you for this series. Blah blah blah. blah. And they'd be like, oh, I'm not sure. Sorry, like, can you come to my house? How much equipment are you going to have? Are you going to have a camera? (laughs) I don't really want to be on camera. And they'd be like, no. And like, even a little while ago, I was trying to record an episode just in a bar where a lot of events had happened in London. And I contacted the bar and said, "Uh, is it possible for me to come and record in your bar? And they were like, yeah, we don't allow filming in the barn it's like no 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 no. it's a podcast and I just have to find myself just to keep checking myself and being like okay I need to explain to these people like it's basically like a radio show and I'll record it but it'll only be like on mics that kind of thing and then yeah I guess the people that I've interviewed have definitely shared the podcast to other people their generation but I think when I had this idea to create the podcast it was more about people my age or even people between the ages of like 15 and 50 listening to this podcast and hearing the experiences of people who are maybe 20 years older than them. And I think that was important to me. So I don't think it is great that a lot of people have been listening who are in their 60s, 70s and 80s. But for me, it was more about telling those stories to younger generations
0: And so what has been the response? I think one thing that I don't do a good enough job of on this show is not just trying to find out what your cause is, why it's important to you, why you chose a podcast, but what the impact has been. And so I'm curious, what have you heard from folks who have listened to the show? What have you heard from the folks who were on the show and shared their story with you? Have they been able to provide any feedback on what this platform has done for them?
1: Yeah, so how I've had a lot of people contact me by emailing me or messaging me on social media just saying, like, maybe about specific conversations that I've had in the podcast was being like, oh, yeah, this really resonated with me. But then the people that I've interviewed, I've noticed that a couple of them have started, like, they've started becoming friends on social media. So two women that I interviewed separately have now started contacting each other on social media. I noticed that, like... I, one of them met up with a group of the other one's friends and they went for like went over to their house for tea or something like that and I just think that's such an amazing thing that these two people who have never met before are now becoming friends because they're both interviewed on the podcast and then yeah like a lot of the time I think pretty much every time that I've interviewed somebody I've kind of sent them a message afterwards saying thanks a lot for talking to me because a lot of the time they open up about really personal things and I feel a bit you know, I feel really privileged that I've been able to hear those things. And they've chosen me to tell that to. And then when I leave, I've messaged them and been like, you know, thanks a so lot for talking to me. It was really great. I hope that we can chat again in the future. I'll let you know when the podcast is going to be out and I'll send you the link, etc. And pretty much every single time they've messaged back and been like, thanks a lot. There was so much there that I hadn't thought about for years. And it was just really great to be able to remember it. And then one of them tweeted after I met them just being like, I haven't spoken about that kind of stuff for years, and it's really made me change the way that I think about it, which I think is amazing. And it's not something that I set out to do at all, but just chatting about it and like laughing about it and just going over old stories just made this person readjust the way they think about certain issues. And I think that that was amazing.
0: That does sound amazing. I'm wondering too, you obviously have no qualms about who you are. You're out there, you are proud of who you are, you don't hide it. But has having these conversations has doing this project, has it changed you in any noticeable way that you were surprised by?
1: 100%. Yeah. It makes me feel really pleased about where we are in society at the minute. And then a lot of the time, a lot of what the people have said to me is that like, a lot of the time I ask people, the last question is, what would you say to younger career people? And their response is, we're a really good point in history right now, but we could lose it so easily. It only takes one little thing for people to start eroding your rights. And I'd never thought of that before. I'd always thought, Great, we're only gonna get better from here. We're settled. And I think that's just something that I'd never considered before. And yeah, and I think that's really changed how I think about things a lot. And then also now I've got loads of really good friends who are in their sixties and seventies. <laughs> that's something new.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure that's not something that probably would have happened outside exactly. of the great. So now for the next person who's hearing this, who's thinking about launching a podcast who has a great cause that they're passionate about or is important to them, or they want to help give voices to the marginalized and this community or any community that's important to them, what would be your advice to them as far as getting started and
1: getting this out there? I would say it takes a long time to get something set up. People are reluctant to talk to somebody if you've got nothing to show them or if you haven't got an existing podcast already, but just keep pushing through. And at some point you will find people who are really happy to talk. And then that will open up so many doors and it will just, you'll be inundated with things. So I think just keep pushing and keep making sure that you're, yeah, just, I think just don't be put off. It will take a lot of work, but keep doing it. And so long as you're passionate about it, you won't want to stop. And then once you get started, yeah, you'll just be in addicted with things.
0: I wonder too if it's easier to keep going and to keep pushing and to fight through some of the rejection and the no's and the hesitation from people because you're engaging in something that is so important to you and ostensibly would be so important to the people who are launching a cause based podcast. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that helps massively. I think when people are saying, no, I don't really fancy doing that, or if they're saying, Like a couple of people I asked, they were just, I think a lot of them were a bit wary and they asked a lot of questions like, why are you doing it? What's, you know, what's in it for you or whatever? And that can be a bit disheartening when someone's so critical about it. But yeah, you'll get through it and it will be worth it. Definitely. It's such an amazing feeling when you start talking to people and you realise how passionate they are about the subject as well. And then when you start publishing things, the feedback you'll get, yeah, it's completely worth it.
0: So as part of coming onto to Cause Pods, we always like to support the favorite causes of our guests. You have brought up this organization called Stonewall. You can learn more at stonewall.org.uk. Tell us a little bit about Stonewall, what they do, and why this is the charity that you want to support today through uh, with your appearance on Cause Pods.
1: Yeah. So Stonewall was set up about 30 years ago by a group of people including in which were the actor Sir Ian McKellen and a woman called Lisa Power, amongst a group of amazing other people. And it's been running for 30 years now and it was based on and obviously the title is from the Storm Riots. And yeah, so there the charity is this kind of like the tagline of the charity is acceptance without exception. So they support so many different like parts of lgbtq plus life and they help young people they help older people they have done so much for trans communities and i think the idea now is there like i said before this there's been a group that's set up recently which is about excluding trans people from the queer movement and separating themselves from that but some more have stepped fast and they say no it's everybody together and that's how we're going to be able to support the community basically and i think they're doing a fantastic job
0: have you reached out to them in any way shape or form about the podcast itself and how they could be involved somehow whether it's promoting or being on there as guests something to sort of amplify each other
1: yeah so i think obviously it would be amazing to talk to ian mckellen about his work during Basically, his life is such an amazing person. And then also setting up the charity. And like the other name that I mentioned as well, Lisa Power, she's somebody that I'd love to speak to for the podcast. But it's just something that I haven't been able to do at this point. But it's definitely something that, yeah, I'd love to do in the future.
0: Understood. Well, Reese, is there anything else that you would want to share with our audience about whether it's the show Queer Margins or Stonewall that I haven't thought to ask you about?
1: I guess. So at the minute, I've kind of I've got about three episodes of the first series left to publish so I'm kind of releasing, I did the first eight I think were released every week and then I've released about three just every now and then as kind of like bonus or special episodes and I've got three left of this series to publish and then I'm moving on to trying to produce the second series which will be focusing on talking to queer people who have lived in countries that aren't as accepting as Britain and America and countries like that and who have either, who either still live there now or who live who have now moved to other countries where being queer is more accepted and I think if anybody's got any contact or if anybody would like to speak to me about that series I'd really love to hear from them it's proven a little difficult to get hold of people to speak to for obvious reasons if anybody has got Any suggestions, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I'd love to hear from them.
0: Well, that is a fantastic idea for a second series on this show. If you are looking to get in touch with Reese about that, you can go to queermargins.com. Again, that's queermargins.com. He's also got a Facebook page, a Twitter handle, Instagram. So plenty of ways to get in touch with Reese if you are hearing this and thinking either you are the perfect person to be on that show or you know somebody who has a story that would make sense for this second series of queer margins. Reese, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you. I wish you all the best of luck in with the show success and with your mission. And I truly hope and am hopeful that unlike the fear that we don't move backwards in our advancement of acceptance and tolerance and just allowing for the free and open expression of love in any form that people choose to have it in. But Reese, thank you so much for being on Cause Pods today.
1: Thank you so much. And thanks so much for, yeah, an amazing podcast as well. Your series is, yeah, fantastic. I love listening
0: to it. Well, thank you. Reese. have a great one. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause Pods. Again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guests, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their work and a special donation link to support their favorite efforts. From there, you can also follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And remember, if you have a CausePod and want to join me for an interview, please check out CausePods.org and fill out the interview request form. If approved, we'll schedule you for a chat and share the amazing work you're doing with the CausePod audience. Thanks again, and see you next time on CausePods.